0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory Glory to
1: you, O Lord.
0: Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the
1: Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. In this last Sunday of Advent, the Gospel gives us the story of the visitation of Mary to her cousin, Elizabeth. Why the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth? If you recall, this particular story happened right after the Annunciation event, when Mary, for the first time, heard that she would be the mother of of the Messiah. Can you just imagine the gravity, the gravity of that news, and the impact of that news to her? Think of a life-changing news that you heard at one point of your life. Probably at a doctor's hospital or at a doctor's um, clinic. Probably the first time that you it was. It was brought to you that you're going to be bearing a child. Just think of that life-changing news, that shocking news that you had in your life. And I'm sure that after receiving that news, you would want to share it with somebody <laughs> and not just and not just have it for yourself. Now think of the case of Mary after Receiving that life changing announcement from the angel Gabriel. She probably thought, it's like, how do I process this? Whom do I share this with? And I can't just share this with just anybody because they may think that I'm delusional. How can I explain this to my folks? Even probably with, with her with her parents, she was probably hesitant to share to them what she just received. But she remembered that as the angel Gabriel brought to her this important announcement, the angel Gabriel mentioned to her that her cousin Elizabeth Was also been 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 blessed by God and now she was six months pregnant ahead of her and she realized if there is someone if there is someone who would understand my situation someone that I can process with this whole experience it would be Elizabeth (laughs) who do you share with your deepest experience of god who are the elizabeths in your life you know it is so easy to share with people like what's happening in the world what we heard in the news it's probably easy to share with people what's going on in the lives of other people it's easier to find people to share with gossips. <laughs> but probably we realize that it is not that easy to find a person whom we can actually share our profoundest experience of God. <laughs> Who are the Elizabeths in your life? And are you that Elizabeth to other people? One of the things that I've read um, a, few, a few years ago, and I'm not sure if I can recall the exact line, but, but the writer said, the real sadness of solitude, the real sadness of solitude is, is not experienced until you are graced with the profoundest joy, and you realize that you have no one to share it with. The writer said, The real sadness of solitude is when one experiences or is grace of the profoundest experience of joy and you have no one to share it with because no one would understand it that is why elizabeth uh, that is why mary had to travel to judah you know the distance during those times even nowadays too the distance between the house of joachim and anne you know that the house of the parents of mary to the place of john the baptist to the place of of elizabeth and zechariah was not an easy journey it was a treacherous and dangerous journey you have to pass through samaria a pagan town it was not like a few walk uh, a few blocks away from the house of Joachim and Ann. What does this tell us? That for us to be able to find that person whom we can share our profoundest experiences of God, we have to go outside of our comfort zone. We have to take the risks. And at times, we have to take the journey alone. And when Mary arrived at the house of Elizabeth, Elizabeth was surprised. What are you doing here? I was not expecting you. You know, she could not send a text message and say, hey, by the way, I've heard from the same angel. I want to visit with you. Let's process this together. Mary, Mary took the risk, took the risk to go there and share that joy and it also changed the life of Elizabeth. You know, Elizabeth represents the sterility of humanity. A humanity that already gave up, that something can actually bear fruit. Elizabeth represented the sterility of humanity. They had Elizabeth, along with Zechariah, had been waiting for a child. And they were probably way in their late 80s or early 90s when Elizabeth finally was given this blessing. Would you imagine? I can't. (laughs) Do you know the meaning of the name Elizabeth? Is anyone here named Elizabeth? I'm sure there's one Elizabeth here. But I know, is there somebody here named Elizabeth? Even like a middle name. Okay. Do you know the meaning of of your name? I don't want to put you on the spot. But you have one of the most beautiful names. The name Elizabeth, etymologically means the promise of God. Elizabeth represents all the unfulfilled promise of God that it's going to be fulfilled in the end. Is there something in your life right now that you had been praying for for the longest time and you're so ready to throw the towel and say, I'm not even sure if God is listening to me for what I am asking. Zechariah was the priest of the temple. He had the access to the most sacred spot in the temple. He had this unique opportunity that not no ordinary Jew was given. And he was already resigned to his faith and say, I'm not going to have a child. And that was his biggest desolation. No wonder when the angel Gabriel appeared to him too, he's just so doubtful. It's like this could not happen. He was speechless before the great mystery of God. Is there something that you have been asking God for the longest time and you're getting tired that nothing is happening? Well, we just have to look at the image of Elizabeth and Zechariah. You know, Elizabeth is such a formidable woman. I love her discernment. She was not just kind of receiving what is going on. She discerns. She asked the question in the gospel today as soon as Mary showed up at her door, how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? It was not just like, okay, Mary, come. Of course, that was the attitude, but she was discerning, what does this visit mean to me? When you experience God's interventions in your life, especially the powerful ones, and not not just the powerful ones, but, you know, that you clearly discern that God is up to something, do you ask yourself, what does this mean to me? What does this, this difficult experience telling me about myself, about who God is to me, about what my life should be? We were told, not in this particular gospel. But in another story, that Mary stayed with Elizabeth for how many months? For three months. And I was wondering, you know, what were they sharing? It's probably one of the best retreats ever, you know? It's like, oh, he's kicking. They're sharing their experiences with one another as they prepare meals. And I'm just imagining how Zechariah was doing all of this because he could not speak. He was probably just making signs. This is a very interesting experience. And it's not just the meeting of three people, it's a meeting of five. Elizabeth, Mary, Zechariah, John the Baptist, in the, womb of, in the womb of Elizabeth, and of course, our Lord in the womb of Mary. And how so reaffirming in the words of Elizabeth in the last part of the gospel today, something that is also addressed not just to mary but to each and every one of us blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the lord would be fulfilled do you believe that that god is telling you those same words right now whatever you have been asking and pleading god do you truly believe this guys the word of god it's only powerful unless you claim it for yourself and say, this is going to happen because God has said this. There are power. There's power in words. When, God, when the Father said, let there be light, there was light. There's the same power that happens here at the Eucharistic table when the priest elevates this and says, take this, all of you. Those same words are transformative in as much as they are transformative to Mary, they are transformative to you. Mary here is a typology of the church. When she brought, when she went to the house of Elizabeth and Zechariah, and they represented the sterility of humanity. Mary is the typology of the church. And what does it mean to us if Mary is the typology of the church, bringing Christ to people? You know, the church is not a building. The church is you and I. We are the typology of Mary. That is why... We can't just be Elizabeth's to people. We need to be merry for people as well. Bringing the very presence of Christ to one another. And once we bring His presence, that's the experience of the truest joy that any person could possibly experience.